Clients on Demand teaches coaches, consultants, thought leaders, and professional service providers how to attract the right clients at the right price anytime they want. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a sustainable seven or eight figure business that changes the world and gets results for your clients without sacrificing your freedom? If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. All of this information is 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. Today, we're going to talk about cash flow. Cash flow is the lifeblood of your business. Okay. So it's not the only thing that matters. Obviously, we talk about freedom, we talk about impact, we talk about making a difference. But from a purely financial perspective, it is all about cash flow. Cash flow is the name of the game. And so I want to talk to you guys and check in with you to make sure that you are putting some practices in your business that's designed to generate cash flow. Okay. Because it is possible. And if you're just starting out and you haven't, you're not really making that much money yet, this might seem like a weird or abstract problem, but it's very possible, guys, for you guys to be doing some impressive revenue numbers and not getting wealthier. You know, I've seen people doing 30,000 a month, 50,000 a month, or whatever, but the way that they've structured their business or structured their expenses or whatever, they're not really taking that much home. And at the end of the day, it's not really what you make, it's what you keep. And I would even say it's not even what you keep, it's what you invest. So, we're going to talk about all that stuff today. So I've got a very, very simple system that I use to make sure that I am consistently getting wealthier from the work that we do at COD. And if you guys want to learn more about this, the book Profit First by Mike Michalowicz, Michalowicz, I don't know, it's, how do you say it? Michalowicz, Michalowicz, I don't know. It's uh, a required reading. And it's not just required reading, like I think you guys should read it and forget about it. It's that I want you guys to put this into practice. It made a massive difference for me. So quick story about, I don't even know, eight years ago, maybe it's a while ago, but about eight years ago, I finally got a million dollars in the bank for the first time. So it would it had been a good year. Our business was growing. I'm looking at my bank balance and I'm like, oh my God, I have a million dollars. This is amazing. What am I going to do? I have a million dollars in cash. And that was like April 1st. And then around April 10th, my accountant said, hey, here's your tax bill. And it was like $900,000. And I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> so I don't really have a million dollars. I have like $100,000. And so that was a big eye-opening moment for me. What I had been doing and what I strongly suggest that you guys don't do is I had just been ballparking it, man. Money was coming in. It was a high-ticket business. We had cash coming in. We were making sales. I certainly wasn't setting aside money for taxes. I wasn't planning in advance. I was just allowing money to come into my bank account and going, hey, there's a lot of money in there, so I guess I'm doing good. And that's just so obviously stupid, but I see so many people do it that it would be, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't walk you guys through exactly what I did to solve that problem. So this is how I implement profit first. Now I do not strictly follow what he says in the book. Okay. So that's why I want you guys to read the book. And if you want to follow it exactly the way that he says, then great. There's no reason not to do that. I've just made some choices to sort of simplify it a little bit into, and to, and to make it easy. Okay. So this is the way that I do it. Uh, So what you do is you start out with four bank accounts, four, okay? The first account and the main account is your business account, okay? 
that you guys probably already have. That is where the money goes into your business. Okay. So that's the first one that you start out with. Then you're going to go and you're going to set up three more accounts. Now, Mike in the book actually recommends that you set up these accounts at different banks. I did not do that. And the reason he says to do that is because he doesn't want you dipping into those accounts. So for example, like let's say you, you have an account where you're setting aside money for one thing or another. He wants that money to really be set aside. It's not something that you dip into whenever you feel like it. And so he, he suggests that you actually set those accounts up at a different bank because it makes it harder for you to access that money. Now to me, that's kind of a pain in the ass. So I don't do that. I have all my accounts at the same bank. But the other three accounts that you're going to have are your personal, which again, most of you probably already have. You're going to have tax savings and you're going to have your profit account. Now, the way it works is money flows into your business account, probably through Stripe or through whatever payment processor that you guys are using. And then twice a month, and I think he tells you to do it on the 10th and the 25th. For us, I find the 5th and the 20th works better with the way that we do payroll. But anyway, twice a month, and this is an appointment you keep with yourself, you're going to pay yourself whatever your salary is that you've decided to pay for yourself. You are going to transfer a certain percentage into your tax savings account. And then you're going to transfer out a certain percentage for profit. Okay. Does that make sense? So basically what's going on is let's say that $100,000 comes into your biz account. Okay. You've decided to pay yourself uh, $10,000 a month. So you're going to transfer like $5,000 into your personal account. Okay. And let's say you decide to put, a, put aside, I don't know, 10% for, um, for taxes, okay? You're going to put $10,000 in your tax saving account. And let's say you've decided that you want your business to be running at a profit margin of 20%. You're going to take $20,000 and put that in your profit account. And you separate all of that and you track it and you do it twice a month. I do it on the 5th and I do it on the 20th. Now, this is very powerful, guys, because if you don't do this, if that money just sits in your sort of business operating account, what you're going to do, you're going to find a way to spend that money. Right. It's just gonna go. It's just gonna, it's gonna just go away. I don't know how it happens. It just kind of gets gobbled up by the different stuff that's going on in the business, by advertising, by payroll, by whatever. Right. And so by transferring this money out and putting it in a separate account, what you're doing is you're you're securing that money as profit, you know, and you're making sure that you have enough money saved up for taxes. And you want to make sure that you're paying yourself so that you can cover your personal expenses. So that's the basic idea. Okay. Now, as far as what those percentages ought to be, that's going to depend a lot on many things, right? On your ability to enroll people over the phone, on how much you're spending on advertising, on your price point, on what your market is. So I can't give you guys benchmarks that are going to be valid for everybody. The other thing that happens is as you grow your company, right? As your company gets bigger, what happens is, your profit margins as a percentage tend to shrink a little bit. So like, for example, your profit margins should be much higher as a percentage when you're doing $100,000 a month than when you're doing a million dollars a month because your expenses tend to go up. You hire more staff, you hire more people. Or maybe like if you're doing $100,000 a month, right? You know, you might have a team of like two people, maybe three people, something like that. But when you're doing a million dollars a month or $1.5 million a month or $2 million a month, you know, I've got a team of what, 34 people now, right? So your profit as a percentage goes down, but as a raw number, it goes up. So you, you, you will be making more and more and more money. It's just as a percentage, a smaller business is going to have a higher profit margin than a larger business. Does that make sense, guys? And the other great thing about our particular business 
is that margins are going to be very, very high. If you look at like a grocery store, for an example, for example, I think grocery stores run at like a 1% profit margin. They barely turn a profit, but we have nothing to stock, nothing to ship, nothing to manufacture, nothing to bake, nothing to, we don't need ingredients. We don't have a storefront. We probably don't have an office that we have to pay rent on. We don't have any of that stuff. And so the overhead in this business is very, very low relative to other businesses to the point where your biggest expenses in your business are probably going to be payroll and ad spend. And then if you're running events, obviously, like we are, you have to pay for those events and things like that. You know, you got to pay for whatever software you're using, sell seminar, you know, hosting, stuff like that. You have to pay for Lions Pride, that sort of thing. But for the most part, your biggest expenses are going to be your advertising and your payroll. Okay. Now, business expenses get paid out of this business account. So that's where you pay for, you know, your advertising and, and everything else. But then twice a month, like I said, you must get into the habit of doing this as a ritual, okay? Of continually every, like twice a month, you take the money and you, you shift it around the way that you want, okay? Now, listen, guys, when I first started doing this, I was very, very intimidated by it, right? I was scared. And I, the reason I was scared is because I was afraid of what I might find out, okay? Now, again, this is years ago, right? And I had just gotten that nasty surprise when it came to the IRS. I owed a lot more in taxes than I thought that I did. And so I thought, well, God, you know, if I start digging into these numbers, I start really looking at like, what is my profit percentage, whatever, like those numbers might not be what I want them to be. What if my profit margin isn't as good as I think, you know, what if I'm, what if it like, like I'm making money on paper, like our revenue numbers are good, but it's not making me wealthier. Like, like what if that happens? Right. So I was very, very intimidated about doing this. Okay. But what I realized, and I realized this pretty quickly is that just by setting the intention to pull out a certain amount in profit on a consistent basis, that begins to happen. Just like when we set intentions about other things too. It's really important that you guys understand this, right? So I know there's probably some of the people that might be like underwater or might not be, you know, turning a profit yet. You start this process and, and what you're doing is harnessing the power of your intention. Okay. So figuring out what those margins ought to be. The best thing you guys should do is rather than compare your business to anyone else's, figure this stuff out and find out where you are right now. Go back through the last few months. How much revenue did you bring in? How much did you spend on ads? How much did you spend on payroll? How much did you spend on whatever business expenses, right? And start to look at those things as a percentage of your gross revenue. Okay. So again, let's say that you're doing $100,000 a month just to make the math easy. Okay. And you spent $23,000 on advertising. Okay. Well, then you're spending 23% of your gross revenue on advertising. Okay. So look at what those numbers are. And then what you begin to do is set the intention for whatever that profit margin is, set the intention to begin to expand that. So let's just say, for example, that you do the math and you find out that your business has been running at a 20% profit margin. Okay, great. What can we do to get that up to 25%? What can we do to get that up to 30%? And so you want to be focused on raising revenue, which is the most important thing. But as you raise revenue, you want to make sure that you're also being ambitious and intentional about how much of that revenue is going to be profit. And then as your business is growing, check in with yourself and find ways to maximize that profit. So you guys, this might not be super relevant to you guys because this is sort of like a higher level thing, but I'll give you a really good example. As part of COD, we offer a done-for-you funnel setup, right? Now, what we were doing is we were subcontracting that out to another company, okay? 
And so we had another company that had this big tech team. I think they were in India and they would do the funnel setups and it was costing us $600 per client to do that. You know, it wasn't that, it wasn't that big of a deal and it was just a massive value add for our clients. So, you know, so we did it. So Simon comes to me and we got to the point guys, we were enrolling, you know, 80, 90, hundred people a month. So when we looked at what we were spending on that done for you, it was about 60 grand a month we were spending on that. So Simon comes to me and Simon goes, Hey Russ, you know, I can probably do this in-house for like way cheaper than what we're spending. And so basically what we did was we took that capability and Simon hired a technical person and the technical person. Now we trained him how to do the done for you. And we took that over and we pay this person, but now we don't have to pay this outside company. And the person's salary is 100% covered by the affiliate commissions that we make from things like Stealth Seminar and the things like Calendly or whatever, which isn't a ton of money, but it's enough to pay for this person. So basically he took a $60,000 a month expense and wiped it out completely, which generates an additional $720,000 a year in profit, like pure profit, not revenue, profit. Because that's money we were spending before that now we don't have to spend anymore. So that was awesome. Obviously, I was very, <laughs> I was very happy about that. But uh, my point is, guys, is that's the kind of stuff that you want to be looking for, okay? Um, credit cards. Now, that's one of the things that I also do. All of our business expenses, right? As I mean, except for payroll, because I can't do it. But if I could, I would. Um, all of our business expenses get put on the Amex. So that's ad spend, that's uh, paying for our events, hotel stuff, everything gets put on the Amex. And the reason we do that is because I literally have like 11 million American Express points right now. And I will never pay for a plane ticket for the rest of my life because you can use those points to buy business class tickets, to buy whatever. And it's like that now covers any travel expenses that you might have. And so we just allow those points to just build and build and build. So what I suggest for you guys is rather than paying for your ad spend or whatever with a debit card, use a card um, that's got a really great rewards program on it. And then just pay that card off every month. And that makes it easier for you to track your expenses as well. Because if you're using Amex, you can generate like a whole expense report. It'll tell you what you're spending, where, you know, what are we spending on Google? What do we spend here? What do we spend there? What do we spend for all of our different softwares and all that stuff? So that would be my suggestion to you guys. Uh, okay. So let's talk about what to invest in. What should you invest in? For me, I have two priorities. One I want good returns. Two, I want liquidity. Why? Because I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with this business, right? So I might want to go out there and acquire a software company. I might want to go out there and acquire a competitor. I might have an idea for a new funnel or something like that. And I'm going to need to put $200,000 in uh, advertising into it because I want to test something crazy, you know, whatever, right? And so for me, I want to invest in stuff that is liquid. And what I mean by that is that I can get access to that money, cash within like 24 to 48 hours. So that's the reason that I personally don't really invest in real estate. And the reason for that, again, is because let's say I owned, I don't know, an investment property or something like that, and I needed to pull that money back out it would take time to turn around and sell that property. And I probably would have to do so uh, under less than ideal situations if I needed that money in a hurry. So for me, I don't really know what I'm going to need or what I'm going to want or what I'm going to want to do or whatever. So for me, I have a really fantastic financial advisor and I invest with them and they put it in um, different you know, stocks and mutual funds in a, in a, in a, in a pretty, pretty diverse portfolio. But what's cool about that is that I've gotten really, really, really good returns 
and it's liquid. I can get access to it when I need it. So it's totally up to you guys. I mean, investing is a whole other thing. Now, one thing I do really want you guys to understand is that you've got your business and your business generates cash flow, right? And then theoretically, what you should be doing with that business, with that, with that cash flow, or at least some of it, when you invest it, is you should be purchasing assets. And those assets produce additional cash. So that would be like if you bought an investment property or if you invested in things that, that you know, generate income for you or, or whatever. Um, and this is sort of like rich dad, poor dad sort of stuff. But the people that I know that have really managed to generate like a significant, significant net worth in our type of business, it's like they make really good money from their business, but then it really depends on what they do with that. So for example, if you look at a guy like Grant Cardone, right? And Grant Cardone is, you know, in the information space. I mean, I don't think any of his programs are especially transformational, but fine. He's an information marketer and that's where he started. And he was making millions of dollars as an information marketer. Okay. Then Grant learned how to invest in real estate and started doing bigger and bigger and bigger real estate deals where I think he just bought like a 400 unit apartment complex, like in Austin or something. It was like a $300 million deal or something like that. So what he did was he got very, very good at, at his chosen vehicle, which was real estate. And then he started Cardone Capital, which is his own real estate hedge fund. And now he's you know, probably going to be a billionaire if he isn't already. So the idea is that you use your client's on-demand business to generate cash flow. But from that cash flow, right, a certain percentage of it is going to be used to fund your life and do fun stuff and cool stuff and get the cars you want and go on the trips you want to go on and take care of your family and all that other stuff. But some of it should be invested into assets that are going to produce more cash. Does that make sense? So you want your money working for you. Your business is working for you to produce cash, but then you want to invest that cash in assets that are going to produce even more cash. It all starts with generating that cash flow. But two books I strongly suggest you read, actually three books I strongly suggest you read if you're interested in this stuff. Number one, Profit First, that's required reading. Number two, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which most of you guys have probably read. If you haven't, it'll really explain this whole idea of buying assets that generate cash flow. And then number three, Built to Sell by John Warlow, which is a great book, talks about how you need to arrange your business so that it could eventually be sold one day if that's what you want it to do. And everything he recommends doing is very healthy to do, whether you ever plan on selling your business or not. Listen, the main thing, the main thing is to get into the discipline of doing the profit first two times a month. That's the main thing. You want to make it a practice. You want to make it a habit. The first couple of times you do it, it's going to feel weird, you know, but uh, just do it. And then what you're going to see is that profit account is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then what you're going to do is you're going to get really excited to do it. I love profit first day. I love it because profit first day is like payday, right? Profit first is like, now I get to take the profit out of the business and go do something good with it. You know what I mean? Thanks for tuning in to today's show. A brand new episode will be released every Wednesday, so be sure to click subscribe. If you like what you heard and you're interested in seeing if you're fit to work with Clients On Demand, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. That's clientsondemand.com forward slash C-A-L-L and book an appointment to speak with our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and we'll get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, the exact price you should be charging, whether that's $5,000, $10,000, $15,000 or more. 
Number two, the exact target audience you should be going after. And number three, the exact strategy that you should be using to reach them. Remember, building an incredible coaching business or professional services company does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. And we've helped clients from all over the world scale their businesses to six or seven figures while enjoying life and making the world a better place along the way. So to see if we can help you do the same, head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. I'm Russ Ruffino, and let's talk soon.